Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hey, Michelle. It's been a while. It's so good to get back in the saddle with you. (laughs) I know it's been forever since we've been online and having this conversation through our podcast. I'd love to hear what's been going on for you. I know we were chatting just before we jumped on. It's been nearly 11 months since you moved from the West Coast to the East Coast. How's that been? That's a big question. <laughs> you know, it's it's been good. It's taken um, a lot of time of adjustment because as one of my friends just said to me, you didn't just leave uh, one place to go to another. You left a place that was totally driven to a place that's totally on the other side of that spectrum, you know, it's so mellow here. And it's so there's uh, just the spaciousness of life is large here. Let me just say it that way. Mm. Mm. (laughs) And getting used to that has been huge. And it's also been wonderful. I mean, after I got over my hissy fits about the food being so strange, I've really been doing okay. (laughs) What's wrong with deep fried? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Deep fried is not so bad, but double deep fried? I don't know. Yeah, there's spectrums of lots of things, isn't there, that you've just traversed along, not just the uh, expanse of, of your continent. Well, it's been 20 months since we moved from the farm to town in Moolumbah, northern New South Wales. And I'm really expanding into the beautiful living style that is town. And I think one of the things for me has been this slow growing of connections with people who are creatives in Northern Rivers and finding lots more pockets of innovation going on and people doing interesting things in terms of different creative practices that I'd not come across. And it's been such a joy. So I think that's one of my gems from this year. And I know we're several months from the end of the year, but it's already emerged for me that the joy of leaving the farm and coming to town has been to drop into an amazing creative network and having much more opportunity to be involved with things because I'm just that much closer physically and in, you know, in the network. So that's been really interesting in terms of moves. You have had quite a year. It's been amazing to watch what you've done this year. It's been extraordinary. Yeah, which is probably why there hasn't been many episodes on the podcast, just as a (laughs) sidebar. I think it's interesting to talk about the podcast as a project because it is a creative project and I've known a number of other art colleagues that I've been following or am connected with and they've had a podcast and then suddenly they've decided it's time for the podcast to be shelved or revamped or reimagined and I came to a conclusion probably around March, April, May, somewhere around that time that I really wanted this project to be whatever it needed to be, but it wasn't going to be a burden. And I know you and I had a conversation about that and we were both good with whatever unfolds is what unfolds. So it's taken till October for us to get back online again together. I have had other visitors and guests into the podcast, but I do think that's been a secret for me for keeping it joyful is not making it some burdensome thing and allow it to have its own pace and own space and time when it wants to do whatever it wants to do rather than trying to force it. 
That's it's a great way of putting it. And you know, that's probably what I've been doing the last six months is really learning that push and pull and that that when to really let go of something that has become a burden and how to look at it differently and redecide, you know, choose again. Mm -hmm. If this is something that really brings you joy, we both realize that it does bring us a lot of joy to to talk together and have this kind of a forum to to talk. But I'm glad that we've taken a break because I think that I really needed it. I know that I was a little overwhelmed there for a while and I'm beginning to feel the spaciousness of life right now and it feels so good. It feels it's so important for us as creatives to feel that spaciousness of life because it's then when you start getting the percolation of new songs, new ideas and working i've been working on two projects this whole time that we haven't been on one of them is the new book called grounded opulence which you are going to be doing the artwork for very soon it's another book on the new faith currency and what has come together is the new expanded light body cd is dovetailing just perfectly with this book so they're both Mm -hmm. going to be coming out in the beginning of the year and I call it the pace of grace is happening to them. You know, they're happening, but that old feeling, I ha- I'm going to just call it LA feeling right now for lack of better words, but that feeling like I got to get it done. I got to get it done by this time and it's got to be perfect. And all that is just kind of giving way to this beautiful pace of just, it is happening. It's getting done. It's going to be done in the perfect time. And it's a lot more joyful. Let me tell you, it's, it's much more organic feeling. Yeah. Well, I've had the opposite, I think, of the pace of grace. I've had the rev, the rev of grace. You know, I feel like I have been really on and being called to be on in a whole lot of different ways in all different creative realms of my life. And I'm just coming off the back end of it. And literally this week is the first week that I feel like I've had some expansion of time where I'm not on, where no one needs me to be standing in front of a group doing something or I don't need myself to be. And despite having such a full dance card, it has been joyful. It has been a really fabulous time because I've put a lot of things in in place. So one of my big creative projects just in the last three months has been getting my new jewellery studio, which is both a making and a teaching studio, set up and opening its doors. And I've run my first three workshops in there with students And it's been such a wonderful experience. The more I'm in there, more I want to be in there. You know, it's one of those beautiful things. But in and around that has been a need to do some other work, some other projects, which have been very rewarding, very uh, delightful in terms of their return to me and challenging. So I've been stretched to deliver them. And I think that's one of the realities for me in the last couple of months is that all these teaching and training workshops that I've been running, many of them have been brand new content, not content that I haven't experienced, but content I haven't taught. And so that's an extra stretch. Like there's one thing about running a workshop and leading a group through a creative process. There's another thing to get all the prep and all the ducks lined up in the background so that you design a really good program to deliver. Mm -hmm. And then there's the question mark as you're delivering it. Is this going to work? Is this going to be responded to the way I imagine? Is it going to lead the students through a process that works for them in terms of obtaining the new skills? So that's been big. And on the whole, it's been enormously positive and successful. And I feel 
relieved kind of that I've done all that because it has been a lot of effort. And in the middle of all that has been other opportunities just drop on my lap that I can't say no to, like Mm -hmm. getting exhibition pieces together because they've sort of come around and I've been successful in entries into festivals and art prizes. So that's been magic, but it's also been on the top of. So that's why. I feel like I've just been asked to go hard these last few months and I feel mm-hmm. like I've met the challenge. <laughs> you have. And I'm, this brings up a topic I want to talk about, but before we go there, you have gotten some beautiful awards, some beautiful opportunities <laughs> have come to you because you just said yes. Yes. And tell I wanna, us. Come on, tell well, us. Well, I want to say a big thank you. So I was lucky enough to win an award at the Ingenuity Sculpture Festival two weekends ago. And I want to say thank you to Christina Kumari, who is the beautiful artist, goldsmith, sculptor who lives in this part of the world, who sponsored an award for another woman artist. And I just love artists supporting artists. I think that's an incredible initiative. And that was within the realm of beautifully run sculpture festival that Ellen Ferrier, who I was eternally grateful for her support to help me pull together something fairly quickly because I had my sculptures that were accepted into the festival were little small sculptures and I imagined them in my head. I definitely imagined them in an inside space. And it was suggested to me by Ellen that I should really consider putting them outside. And so that meant making a stand and that stand had to be made within five days. And there's sort of these kind of moments in the middle of delivering online training or, you know, being present for workshops. So it's like, oh, and it has to look right and it has to be right. And I've only got a chance to make it once. And the pressure was on. But how's this for a great bit of the universe provides, having just found out that the work had been accepted, that I needed to make this stand. And I was driving up to um, my favourite place, Lamington National Park, to be a volunteer in their information centre for a couple of days. And on the side of the road was all this scrap timber. And I just pulled over and loaded up the back of my car with this scrap timber because it was kind <laughs> of potentially perfect, although I wasn't sure exactly how I was making this stand. It was aged and it had all these really character-filled kind of marks on them because I just couldn't in my mind imagine taking something straight out of hardware store. and. So it was just perfect. It ended up being the material I needed, you know, of course. And this all happened within days of when I needed to make it. I think I picked those up on the Thursday and I made the stand on the Sunday and we delivered the work a couple of days later and it did really look good. So I felt through that somewhat challenging birthing of it where the stand actually became a thing and it it did work well together. The feedback I got from Savara and and Ellen, who are the coordinators of the Creative Mullumbimbi Initiative, were beautiful and I felt felt really excited to have had the acknowledgement but also very grateful for all those who took part, including Ian, my beloved, who got in there and helped me with, you know, drop saws and and then physically helped me because I... (laughs) Yeah, it was a big joyous moment for that work and for also realising what a great community I'm a part of and feeling really grateful for that. And can I tell you the name of the award? Yes. The Live Long and Prosper Award. (laughs) It was that idea of women who are, you know, over 50 still creating, making 
great art. And I thought that that was a gorgeous thing and it so suited me. So I love that story. And it has a lot to do with what I want to talk about because this place, I think, as we start to trust our artistry and trust what we're doing, I've been told so much this last few months to just not fret so much in mental turmoil before that I've reached that place of maturity within myself and within what I'm doing to trust it and to let myself show up mm-hmm. and and everything will be provided. Just your, your example is so perfect. You don't need more than five days to get it together to to win an award. You know, and this new idea of like, it could be easy. It could be just graceful and easy. It doesn't have to be hard and arduous. And I've seen this happen to me more and more and more Mm -hmm. that my job is to believe in myself and in what I'm doing, believe in my connection with Mother Mary and show up. And uh, I just had the most successful webinar I've ever had. I do it twice a year, but this one was called Money Miracles with Mother Mary. A lot of folks came, a lot of folks signed up. And I just felt that feeling of such peace, like I'm just doing what I do. I just Mm. showed up. I just, you know, I did prepare myself and I'm grateful that the preparation has been years in coming really, right? And so is yours. And here we are, we just show up to what's being called, what is reflecting as a yes in your soul. And I think the biggest change since our last podcast together for me has been this release of mental turmoil. Oh, I got to be on top of it. I hope that I have everything in place. It's almost like the need to control everything into a certain, you're making sure that everything's all the ducks are in a row and just being so overly, I'm always a little bit overly prepared and I overgive. And I think that this laying back and resting in what I know and what is being asked and I always ask that question, what is mine to do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. always, I always laugh at the response because a lot of time it's just like, show up. Yep. <laughs> show up and do you. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you. yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like you have to, to wow the world here. You just, just do what you do and, sh- and show up. Yeah. And it's been really wonderful that I think the last podcast we also were on, I had started as a music director at Unity of the Midlands, which was a great, wonderful thing that a gift from the universe to me and to Michael. I'm the musical director. Michael's the leader of the band. And I know we're all, there's only two of us in the band most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I love that he's a leader in the band because so many times people come up, oh, I want to, we want to play with you. We want to do this. Hey, you know, and I go talk to the leader of the band. So he's kind of like that protection for me because I don't really have time to think about that. But I've, I've taken on doing a choir mm-hmm. and I haven't done a choir for a while. And I found myself getting back in, in, uh, in the groove of what it means to do a choir. And boy, it's been fun. It's been fun. And leaning into what I already know has been a big part of that. Yeah. And also getting used to the culture here because it's so very different. You know, and not everybody is trying to audition to be in the next movie or the next to get the greatest record deal, which there's no more record deals usually. Doesn't <laughs> exist any anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they just really want to get together to sing for their own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a concept. Yeah. What, you know, <laughs> what a wonderful idea. <laughs> And then we have a performance coming up and I think, oh my goodness, they're not ready. And then I realize they are ready. Yeah. 
this is enough for this situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't require the perfection of Carnegie Hall. You know, Mm. they're ready. They can do this. And uh, what is this really about? What's mine to do? Show up, show them what I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Share the joy. That's such a wonderful learning for you to share in terms of the let go of the mental turmoil, because I feel like that takes up a lot of bandwidth. And in the past, for me, that probably has been an issue as well. And I think it comes from a place, it comes from a good place, you know, it comes from wanting to do a good job, wanting to be really prepared so that I can really give lots of value in whatever way that I'm giving. But we can give as much value without the turmoil. We can just take that little piece out and it doesn't diminish it all. I feel like I'm still getting well prepared and I went through something similar in that because I was kind of literally on every week or every 10 days with something big, I had to prep from a long way out. I just had to trust that I was going to land in the right place. And I didn't do a lot of the mental turmoil, but I did. I had to do a lot of juggling of balls because I, you know, if I'm running a workshop in three weeks with an online group, I've got to have sent them certain information, but I might be delivering an in-person workshop this weekend. And so I've got to have the equipment and the tools and I've got to have communicated with that group as well. And I love what you're saying. And I think that part of it has settled into my bones as well. My last performance, if you like it, my delivery of a training course, which was back in where my family are north of the border on Saturday for this weekend, just gone. And I had this wonderful experience of just turning up and everything was, well, it wasn't actually all set up, but I got it all set up really quickly and it was so easy. And someone said to me in the audience of one of my groups, I was running a one hour workshop throughout the day for this professional development conference, which was for teacher aides. And I got asked the question, oh, you know, doesn't the routine of doing it multiple times, isn't that a drag? And I was like, no, I love this content. I could do it (laughs) till next week. You know, like I, that's how I felt about it. And I've delivered this content, but not in this format and not for that sort of specific 60 minute thing. And I just, I was delighted by how it was received. And a couple of things I put in were sort of little out of the box spinners. You know, I hadn't really done it that way before and used a QR code and had a whole lot of resources in a folder that they could, and they were delighted by that. And I gave Also, I put a little sticker under a seat each session so that there was a lucky door prize and people were delighted by that as well. And I just thought they were little simple things. And Mm -hmm. in the prep for that, I started to feel myself going overboard like the lucky door prize. I had a bag with a copy of my book in it. And I thought, oh, maybe that's not enough. Maybe I should put pens and markers in and maybe I should do this other thing. And I was like, no, that's more than (laughs) that's more than enough. That in itself is a gift, you know, it's like stop now. And I just went, oh, and there was sort of like relief. And I gave myself permission to have done what I've done and then just believe in it that it was enough and it certainly was. And that was, Mm -hmm. you know, a joyful, it was actually a joyful way to end a period of a lot of being on and delivering because part of my creative practice is sharing. It's teaching it's mentoring and it's sharing. And that is 
one of the, you know, one of the three ways that I earn money through my creative practice. And I adore it. I don't do it because I can't sell my art. I do it because I love it. That's pretty much apart from having art in exhibitions and doing that the last couple of months, that's really been a massive focus for me. And I was thinking about whether this was not necessarily planned by me, but we've talked before about the seasons of our creative practice and the delivery and when we want to go into the cocoon and just create space and not be on and just allow the new to come through. And then there's other seasons when we're out and we're sharing what we know, we're giving our gifts through our workshops and our training sessions. I've just been in that season. That's what it feels like. I've just come out of that season. And I'm about to go into a season which is much more time for me. I've got mm-hmm. a couple of traveling opportunities happening with family and friends. So I'm just going to be on holidays a little bit from now until the end of the year. And I feel Lovely. excited about that. I know. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I want Lovely. to grab that for all it's worth because I feel like I'm I've given a lot and now I'm ready to just rest and and receive and be inspired and delighted by different landscapes and different people, different cultures. So that's going to be beautiful. That's beautiful. I I uh, have a good friend that she's actually a chef for Eddie Murphy and Terry Crews and is you know in LA. Mm-hmm. And we used to take a lot of hikes together. And she would always say, you know, we're either building or restoring. And I love thinking about that because I think they both are our artistry in themselves, you know, how to be in that building mode, like you just have explained a building mode to us. And now you're getting ready to go into a restorative phase, mm-hmm. you know, so beautifully. Yeah. And I think I'm learning more about how to restore in a shorter amount of time when that's necessary, you know, really doing things for my body, really allowing myself to have a good soak. Mm. And, and water always seems to be really good for me or a, a hike in the in the woods here. The woods here are so nourishing for me. And yes. uh, it's just like if I only have two hours, I, if I can get to the woods, I know I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be restored. And I know yeah. that's one of the, the lessons that I've been learning this intervening period since you and I were chatting. But when you and I have been connecting for our masterminds has been what it is that I need to allow for in my calendar in terms of restoration. And I think I've been either one, a little bit underestimating how much I need, or I've been a little bit lax in the boundaries around those times of restoration in the busyness. So there's the big arc of restoration, which I think is more of a season, but then there's the dance of restoration after delivering and giving in Mm -hmm. our creative practice that I think also I've been paying attention to and rest and recharge maybe on a daily basis. I've just got back into my yoga in a big way as been part of that, but also organizing a couple of massages. You know, they are so good for me because I can get so in my head that a great massage and a great session on the mat can be the way that I get back to grounded and I also, like you, have a a love of nature with just going down and seeing bird life along the creek when I walk the dog and noticing Mm. what birds are around and that can also be beautiful. I know that we've um, covered a bit of ground, but I'd love just before we wrap up, Jen, what's coming up for you in the coming few months to the end of the year? What's on your horizon? 
Well, you know, my community, the Angels of Abundance Ascension Academy has expanded. Yes. Which is wonderful. It's been part of an intention that I set back in June and it has actually happened. <laughs> I love that. And so I want to continue to nurture that which is mine to do, but also the completion of Expanded Light Body album, which are 12 songs on our fifth dimensional chakras and to finish the book. And I'm the biggest thing that I am focused on right now is getting foreign rights to mm -hmm. my books. And that's a whole new territory for me. So I'm just going to prod one step at a time. And I just today made the declaration that I'm going to make sure I don't leave one foot standing too long before I take the next step, you know, so I just want to be in, in a very easy walk here uh, into a whole new area of getting my work into the world. And I'm just feeling so blessed because my last book, Opulence Infusion, and the, the CD opulence that came out with it have been doing really well. Right. I am just That's so brilliant. encouraged by that. So yeah. I would say for me personally, I just have to keep focused, keep believing in myself and my work and my connection with the divine and and just keep moving forward in this easy pace of life. That's mm -hmm. my desire. I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah. And to play more. Yep. So I'm, you know, so I've got like four days to play here coming up and I'm just like, wow, that feels like a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. How about you? Well, I've got just this beautiful excitement of doing some play on a travel scale. So we're going to be playing in Japan. I'm going to be playing up on the Great Barrier Reef and we're going to be playing with family over in New Zealand. So that's my coming three months. It's really feels like a massive reward and it feels like a, a really lovely way to end the year and to round off because I feel I've done a lot this year. There's been a lot of steps forward in what I've wanted to achieve and I want to have the space to get distant from it, to be able to look back on it and really harvest what has, what has come out of it. You know, that for me is really important that I don't rush forward and keep sort of efforting because I think that there are things just with that exhibition that I did with Jude, which I've talked to you about, Jude and I have done some reflecting on between that and the work that I've done recently for Ingenuity and the Byron Art Magazine Prize, you know, there's beautiful things to be harvested from that and also mm -hmm. harvesting from my teaching new courses. I am excited to say that I've planned the first six months of next year and all my jewellery workshops for those who are in Northern Rivers, <laughs> dropping a little plug in there. If you thought you wanted to do jewelry making with me, I've got my workshops up and running and I'm so excited about them like already. And I'm not hurrying towards them. I just know they're there and they're like gems mm -hmm. on the horizon that I'll be, I'll be moving towards and they'll come in their own good time. But that does fill me with utter joy. And yes. I'm, yes. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the studio space that I've got that has been a gift from the universe, something I've dreamt about and it's reality. So I'm so I happy know. for you. I, don't, I just like get girly giggly about it when I think of it. <laughs> I can't wait to get in there more myself. I've got so many ideas of making that I want. So that's probably not so much teaching, but a bit of holiday resting, spending time with my beloved who's been busy and working alongside me, but we haven't had a lot of together time 
that to sort of create this three months to do a lot more of that. And then just a bit of creative play with no obligations and no destiny in mind. Beautiful. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing for both of us. So thank you, Jen, for joining me this morning and checking in with me and allowing me to find out what's happening in your world. (laughs) My joy. It's been wonderful to be here. You know what? I have just to say this at the end. Sometimes, you know, social media can be such a, a bother. But this morning, I just needed to just get out of my own world. And I love the fascinating visuals and the music and the dance that we're seeing from around the world that are coming to us, you know, to just get us out of our our usual mode. And I saw something this morning that made me think of you. There was a five-year-old um, sitting at the side of a table and somebody on, of course, on the camera side was just making a scribble and then turning it around to face her. And then she just filled in the scribble like she just made this whole beautiful creation out of a wow. scribble. <laughs> it was just so much fun. And I kind of feel that's what we're doing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Taking the scribble scribble yeah. given to us and creating beauty. So, oh, yeah. so much fun. Thank you, Michelle. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Jen. And thanks everyone for listening. Sending you lots of love. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye.